Hey guys, Danny here, and on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, I'm going to talk to a voice teaching professional, John Henney. He runs a big academy here in Los Angeles, and he also has a large online teaching business as well as a membership site and is the author of a couple of books. And we're going to talk about what it takes to do a membership site and maybe some things that you should be thinking about in this ever-changing business climate. Let's roll the intro. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. So good to be joining you today. The sun is shining bright. Got the front door open here in Southern California. Triumph is sleeping out there on the patio in the sun. So although we are somewhat stuck at home here, I'm using this time and enjoying it. I'm going to actually go out in my garage a little later and build a new workbench. Um, Don't get me wrong, I'm feeling the stress and the anxiety that all of you guys are feeling. And um, we're going to talk later in the show with John Henney uh, and about online lessons and membership sites and things like that. But before we get into it, you know, I think it's important to, you know, to know that we all are feeling awfully anxious. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I have all the answers, that I'm not worried, you know, any of those things. I'm going through the same emotions that you are, which is up one minute, down the next, feeling good about potential ideas, to feeling hopeless, to feeling discouraged that I worked for, you know, 12, 13 years to build my school to what it is, to, you know, in the course of, you know, a week here drop back to, you know, the number of students that I would normally lose in the course of six months I lost in, you know, six or seven days. And what is that going to look like on the other side of that? Um, And how are we going to get through that? And I don't know if for sure I'm going to be able to get through that. Um, This is really bad timing for me. Um, We purchased a second music school very recently. And so the finances were extremely tight at that school. Um, and it's going to be really difficult down there. Um, even with the numbers we're at right now, it's going to be really difficult, not to mention where it could be a month from now. So, you know, the, the key in, a, in this kind of scenario is to have your plan A, your plan B, maybe your plan C. And I, and I kind of have all my things planned out already. And this is how I cope with something like this, is I, I can't just give up, right? And I can't just hope, oh, maybe everything's going to work out. Well, it might, but it's more likely to work out if I try to make that happen. So I think it's safe to say, here's, here's a few things that I, I think everyone should really be thinking about, is the business landscape is most likely going to look very different. Uh, when everything opens. At some point here, whether it's in two weeks or two months, at some point, somebody's going to wave the the flag and say, okay, we got to open businesses up. And I think that's going to happen regardless of what's happening with with the virus, because there's a point where they won't be able to keep everything closed. And it's going to be, okay, things are going to run its course. We got to let the virus be the virus and we got to get back to life. I'm not really worried about that element of it. What I'm worried about is economically, are there going to be 30, 40, 50% less people that can afford my services? So you have to take stock of where you're at. If you're a smaller school right now, you're probably lucky. So, you know, this is how things work out. I'm a bigger school with two schools and one of them is brand new and really tight. Um, That's probably the worst case scenario. Um, you know, Mike Grande just opened that school. He's going to be in a tough spot. Um, 
some of you that are individual teachers, you are going to be fine. One way or another, you will be fine. If you have a small school, you and a couple teachers, I don't have any doubt. You're going to be fine. It's going to be different, but it's going to be fine. So what, how I deal with something like this is I try to think about a way to turn this into something different and a possible opportunity. And, you know, having a powwow with my partners today, we came up with some amazing ideas. And I'm actually super excited because although it's going to be a challenge and we certainly we have to get through the, you know, the period of low finances and the struggle over the next six months to a year to two years. If we come out of the other side of that with this new project we're working on, it's going to be way, way cooler and way better than the school I have right now and in multiple ways. So what I think you need to think about is this. I, I know we all, you know, did a quick pivot to virtual lessons. Totally awesome. There's people that have always done virtual lessons. Um, and that's probably going to remain part of your business moving forward. And if it isn't, you should make it a bigger part of your business. I've already pivoted. I have Google AdWords getting worked on by Chris uh, right now uh, over at Never Alone Business Services that are purely for online lessons. I just launched my new website like a day ago. Christina at iFirefly Design finished the website. It looks amazing. Got a few things we need to work on, but like these kind of things, you do launch, you know, you get the minimum viable new product out. And then there's areas that her and I have looked at and been like, ah, we're not happy with this, not happy with this. Let's, let's roll with it. We'll figure those things out later. So it, it, it'll still change. Um, you know, I'm having her create a page right now, all for online lessons. I've already started advertising in social media and um, I'm, I'm changing the whole pitch. You know, it's no longer guitar lessons in Costa Mesa. It's take guitar lessons online from the world famous Music Factory School of Music, you know, located on the sunny shores of Southern California, direct to you worldwide. You know, it's a different thing. And um, so I know a lot of us are doing online lessons. What I want you to think about is people are totally fine doing virtual lessons right now because they believe it is going to be temporary and it is going to be temporary. What will it look like when that ends and a lot of people lost their job or are in financial hardship? Most of my students dropping right now are due to money, not due to the virus. Um, so you need to set up your model to be prepared for some low-priced options. And I think a lot of that is going to be an online business. So that's the perfect reason to have a guest on like we have today, John Henney, because that's what he does is an online membership site uh, as well as virtual lessons. He's been doing virtual lessons. You won't, when he tells you how far back he's been doing them, you won't, you won't believe it. It's crazy. <laughs> like it might be pre-internet. I don't know. <laughs> um, so check that out. Um, and just these are the things we have to think about. Um, you know, so I have my plan A, my plan B, and I have a plan C already in place, ready to go. If I don't have a music school at all in six months, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I've already got it all worked out. And there's a part of me that actually is kind of excited to go do this plan C. And uh, I don't know, the more I think about it, it, it's a change in my life. And I think, you know, I'm always going to do this. I, I do like talking to you guys. and. um I want to keep this show going no matter what. So, uh, but I think, you know, part of me in my life will transition to more of this type of thing of creating podcasts, creating content, creating video content. There's some really important things in my life that I would like to get done before I'm too old to really uh, enjoy those things. And taking a step back from day to day dealing with in person music lessons might be part of something that I have to do to get these things done. So I feel good that I've got plan A, B, and C ready to go. Um, that gives me peace. And I think that that's how you should be thinking about things right now. This podcast episode, sit down with your Rocketbook. And uh, you think it's like I work for Rocketbook. I actually do have an affiliate link for them, but it's so little money that it's not worth even talking about or ever posting. That's why I've never posted it. 
Uh, but I do love my Rocketbook. So Rocketbook, if you're listening, what would be cooler than me trying to be an affiliate is you just sponsor the podcast. Um, I've bought all my music teachers at my music school Rocketbooks. I, I bought, I'm on like my 10th one because I lose them or, you know. I, I will say that over a long period of time, it does seem to wear out, but it's so inexpensive to get one. So Rocketbook, if you're listening, you should sponsor the Music Lesson Business Academy podcast. The only sponsor I'd love to have more than you guys would be good old Coke Zero. Um, and that's going to be a tough one. We're going to need a few more listeners, I think, before Coke is going to care. However, how can you guys support this podcast? If you enjoy this information, if you think it helps in times like this, there's a couple ways you can support the show. So first is to help out our sponsors, NeverAloneBusinessServices.com, who does my uh, Google uh, ads. Also, they do Facebook ads and website and SEO stuff. You can check them out. Neveralonebusinessservices.com. They also own a large music school. They put out a really good course about how to do Zoom lessons. And that's what we used. And I basically just had Brian, our director of curriculums, go through their course. And he rolled it out instantly. And there was some great information in there. So um, you may want to support them right now that way. If you don't feel like uh, it's a good time for you to do uh, Google ads or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so check those guys out. They'll do a little marketing assessment with you as well. Neveralonebusinessservices.com. Mention Music Lesson Business Academy. Save a hundred bucks. You can also support the fine folks over at teacherzone.com. They've been working hard. They had to do, a, you know, their server took a major hit when like out of the blue, a million people tried to do online lessons through their system. So they had to really scramble to get it going. It's all back up and running. They're doing some cool stuff over there. Um, you know, it's funny because these are things that they've sort of been talking about for a long time is like, this is where it's all going to go. Everyone's going to do online lessons. We got to get there. And uh, sure enough, that's what everybody's doing. So go over to teacherzone.com. Also, <clears throat> you can still join Music Lesson Business Academy. That is still open uh, for the time being. I'm getting ready to switch it over to a new platform soon. Make it bigger, badder, better than ever. Um, direct chat messaging with me through that website. More access for coaching. That's been the thing with Music Lesson Business Academy is people like, you know, the modules are cool and all, but I, I see people join and like not go through the modules. And really, I know what people like is the community of getting on our monthly calls and they like having access to somebody they can ask questions to. And so my dilemma has been, how do I make this something scalable that works for me? that I can also answer questions. And I have that in the new Music Lesson Business Academy website. So I'm really stoked about that. If that's not right for you, guys, I'm gonna post in the message here, in the um, show notes to the show, the Patreon link. If you like this show, you could support by donating any dollar amount. You'll get charged every time an episode comes out. So if you wanna do a $1, donation. If you think you've gotten $1 per episode of value out of this show, you can do that. You'll get charged $4 a month, maybe sometimes five or six if I do some extra episodes. Um, so I'll put the link to the Patreon page in the show notes. I'll also post that up on the Facebook page. If you don't feel like you're getting a dollar per episode worth, I would probably not listen. It seems like a waste of your time to me. Um, and, uh, with that said, guys, let's get into the episode with John Henney. Here we go. John Henney, welcome to Music Lesson Business Academy. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out today. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be here. Great. I'm glad we finally connected. I heard about you. I, I think actually I had seen your websites and, and did know about you uh, earlier, kind of as I looked back, but I was refreshed of who you are. I was listening to Super Fast Business, which is a podcast from Australia, 
and you were a yep. guest on. I've been a listener of of James Shramko for many many years, and uh, I think even as he was speaking to you, I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy is in L.A. I think I know who this person is, you know. And uh, yeah, we connected right after that, so uh, I'm glad that we finally made that connection. Yeah, James. James is incredible. I recommend everyone listen to his podcast. Yeah, it's a good one, and and it it tends to focus on you know the online business world, and we're going to touch on that today, so we can we can kind of bounce back a little bit to that. I am interested to see how um, just sort of your story with James and, and how you connected with him. Um, but before we get into that, because obviously everyone is scrambling right now a little bit to think about ways of changing their business. So before we get into that, maybe just give everybody a little background on who you are and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, so uh, my name is John Haney. I'm a voice teacher in the LA area. Uh, and I've spent, a lot of my background has been uh, training other voice teachers. And I was running a rather successful uh, private vocal studio. Uh, I had, I had really nice clientele that was in the studio city area. And then I got the, the bright idea to open up a large music academy, not knowing what I was doing. And I, <laughs> I, I had a, I had a very expensive education, uh, completely different business model. Sure. And you, you know, I, I suddenly started hemorrhaging a lot of money. And I overbuilt, staffed up employees. I did the old, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and, it's, and if you build it, they don't care. And so <laughs> exactly. I, I had to learn marketing really fast. And I also dove head on into creating online product because I thought, you know, this, I know how to train voice teachers. And so I, I created my first voice teacher training product. And really started studying Facebook ads, and and that led me into uh, James Shramko's orbit and um, studying with him, and uh, it was just fantastic to be on his podcast. So now I have both. I've got the the online business and the uh, brick and mortar music academy. Gotcha. How did you? So you when you first transitioned into online, was it just mainly you teaching? you know, direct to people via Zoom or some format like that? Or did you go right into more of the format of teaching other teachers how to teach? Yeah, I actually, uh, online lessons, if you will, I've been teaching people way back in the uh, previous century, um, bef before the year 2000, over a conference phone. Mm. So oh my gosh. When Skype, when Skype came along, I, I jumped on that very quickly. So I, th that I've been doing a long time. And, and thankfully, with, with um, my experience of teaching online, I was able to transition the teachers here very quickly. And yeah. uh, with my, my wife, Tracy, she runs the business side of the academy and getting all the parents switched over and everything. Yeah, it's, so the, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think... For a lot of us, you know, we're, we're like, well, oh, maybe this is the catalyst, you know, to make me finally start to offer online. I've thought about it for years and I've even dabbled in it, but I never just like made that jump. And I think it's really interesting for people to to realize that somebody like yourself and, and, and there's other teachers and, and, and some very successful online businesses, Mike Johnson's drum lessons and things like that, that have been doing it for years. And you, you're doing it like pre-internet practically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how was, were you able to do that and make it successful because you had this just, you know, I think uh, maybe what a lot of people think about is, well, maybe, you know, you have, you know, you have a reputation for kind of a high-end clientele. You've dealt with, you know, celebrities and, and you know, high-priced clientele. Was that a, an element that made it doable for you? You know, these people wanted to deal with you directly. They're, they were willing to, you know, to sacrifice, maybe they would look at it, especially in the old days, maybe not so much now, but they were willing to sacrifice the one-on-one -on -one personal you know, in the same room kind of vibe for, a, you know, a, a virtual lesson because they were dealing 
you know, with such a high-end teacher and, and how, you know, so for somebody who's just the average person, how do you think they should think about that or approach, you know, feeling like they can get clients online? Yeah. I I think what, what people need to realize is that they're not average. Uh, Every, every music teacher brings something special and unique to the table. And I, I think it's just really, connecting with an audience and and letting them know who you are Mm -hmm. much like you do with your podcast i mean there are there are other people who um help people build their their performing arts academies but but you have a way of doing it that uh quite frankly resonates with me better than anyone else who's doing oh well thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) yeah but so you know, and everybody's going to have that part of their personality, the way they teach that that's going to connect with people. So I think it's just it's just putting content out there so people can find you. Mm. And in the initial days, uh, I was helped by um, I was a very early member of an organization called Speech Level Singing um, that was headed by Seth Riggs, who was like the top celebrity voice teacher. Okay. I mean, he had everybody in the 80s and 90s. He had everyone. Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Prince, Madonna. And and I uh, was quickly then training other teachers in that method. So so that helped get uh, a jump start for my studio. Gotcha. And um, so your, your business model today, you have a regular academy, you know, a, a physical brick and mortar academy. And up until a week ago... You know, people visited you for private lessons um, at, you know, how much of uh, virtual lessons were your other teachers doing or were they doing any of that type of business or were they primarily one on one and you were still just personally doing online lessons? Yeah, they they were they were teaching all one on one. And then I was doing a mixture of of in person and one on one lessons. So we had to pivot very, very sure, quickly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, as did uh, all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was pretty proud of the team. I mean, we made, we, we had some teachers that had already been doing it, you know, school, students that had moved away and stuff. But, you know, there's always, especially when you have the academy with a group of teachers, you know, there's always a couple that are like super tech savvy type people. And they're, they're you know, they're, they're better at it than you are like in an hour. You know, they're like, I already figured out how to do this crazy cool thing with it, you know. But then there's always those other ones, you know, that are like still have a flip phone or something. And, you, you know, you're always like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get this teacher? And I got I got to say, I was really proud of my my teachers, uh, even even my teacher, my my one guitar teacher that we all refer to lovingly as dad, because he seems like everyone's dad, um, you know, maybe a little technology challenged. And uh, he's been sending me some text messages today and he's like. Dude, I'm killing it with these Zoom lessons, man. I love it. My students are loving it. And uh, I, I'm really proud of, um, you know, my team and them being able to just, I mean, we spun on a dime. And I'm sure you did too. And I'm sure so many people listening, you know, just quickly, 24 hours, getting every student set up for an online lesson. It's crazy that we were able to pull that stuff off. It's an amazing lesson in what we're capable of doing yeah. as business people yeah. and academy owners. And, and there, there will be, look, no, nobody wished for this, right. but I, I think there are going to be some, some great lessons learned here and some, some new business opportunities discovered. Yes, for sure. What do you think the landscape is going to look like when we reopen here? I mean, at some point, whether it's two weeks from now or it's a month from now or whatever, at some point they're going to say, okay, we got to get back to regular business. What's our landscape going to look like? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping you have I, some insight. I, 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 I think that there will be those of us who really grab on to this, this online component and the opportunities there. And, and that you can have a two-pronged business. Yeah. And um, especially when, when you have um, courses and uh, membership sites and, and 
the the overhead on that is so incredibly low compared right, to running right. a physical academy. Yeah, I think. I mean, one thing that I think it, you know, in, in line with what you're saying, that I think will be really a positive is, I think a lot of students who were resistant, maybe, or parents who resi- were resistant to the idea of my child. They're not going to be able to sit there and do an online lesson, which, you know, us as educators and, you know, we see, we know that their kid is way better on an iPad than they are anyway. And so we understand that and think, no, no, your kid's going to do it. But I think now people are really going to see, hey, this, this actually works really, really well. And I think there's going to be a creativity coming out of it on our side of, you know, how do I do these virtual lessons? And make it even cooler. You know, what can I do to make this? So people don't even want to come to the school. They just want to do this. And, you know, I said, you know, kind of did a mock-up guitar lesson with one of my guitar teachers. You know, I don't really play guitar very well anyway. Just a few little bit. And I was sitting there with him and I was like, boy, if I were going to take guitar lessons, I think I would do it like this. You know, for me as an adult, I self-isolate as a lifestyle most of the time anyway. So, you know, sitting in my office with the stereo speakers and a nice microphone. And I was like, this is a great way to learn. And I I just think it's going to be this, you know, if we have to find some positive things to look at here, this is going to be a catalyst for a new way and another way to do business. I think that part's going to be great. Absolutely. And what it does is it enables you to reach beyond your geographic area. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you can build a brand um, and, and start to expand that brand, you, you, can, you can start to grow with, with very little overhead cost. I mean, you can just go to a, uh, anywhere and just set up rooms yep. for people to Skype from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I did a, a conference call with my business partners this morning and you know, over the weekend, we, we said, okay, on Monday, we're going to do this call and everyone's got to bring ideas to the table of, of what the school's going to look like next year. What are we going to, how are we going to change and use this as maybe an opportunity to change some things that we weren't happy about with our business model? And uh, I, I have to say, we, we came out of it today with just some amazing plans. Now, I, I can't say I know what the landscape's going to look like financially for people out there. I'm assuming, you know, there could easily be 30 to 40% less people that have money to, you know, to spend on a one-on-one lesson, especially if you've positioned yourself, you know, in the top tier of pricing, which, which I certainly have. I, I know, you know, somebody may be coming to want to do one-on-one with you personally is going to be more expensive. And, you know, we have to be prepared that there's going to be less of those people for a while. Um, and and I, so I think it's really important for everybody to, to be thinking about that because going to online lessons, that's one great element for sure. But people are still paying normal prices right now for that. They're okay with that because they think this is going to be, you know, they know that this will be temporary. But... You know, most of the students that I've dropped, and I have dropped in, you know, a week here, probably, you know, what would normally be four or five months worth of dropped students. I mean, it hit instantly, and it's mostly financial. Most of the families aren't freaked out, um, you know, about the virus as much as they are freaked out about their job. And it was crazy. It only took like two days. You know, everything, it went from everything being fine one day to um, Disneyland closing. And the very next day, I was getting emails from people saying, I just lost half my clients. So what I'm thinking about is what's, what's the model that I'm going to offer that can be a service to people that can't spend $179 a month on a guitar lesson? And I think you really touched on it with kind of the membership sites and things that can be lower cost to us so we can pass that along. Talk to us a little bit about um, 
your transition into the membership site world? Yeah, so my initial transition um, was one of panic because, again, <laughs> I was just hemorrhaging money uh, with this music academy. It was it was insane. So and and I did the typical rookie mistake of making my first course just way too involved. It was just a huge brain dump. Mm. And then what I did is I, I ended up redoing that, that whole course and rebranding it and really just getting it um, focused. I created testing in it. There's a certification test at the end. And it, it really created a, a pathway for people to stick with the course and go through it. Is the course, oh, sorry, is the course, no. um, or do you have kind of different types of courses? Do you have courses that are for just singers? working on vocals or is it are the courses all towards um more business related voice teachers and building their business or is it a, both of those things now it's both okay. of those things gotcha. and so i've 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 got some some courses that are are more for um advanced beginners intermediate singers i'm currently working on a course for raw beginners mm, okay very cool what, um, so if, you know, there's a, a, a school owner out there today thinking about, you know, potentially trying to figure out how do they, you know, get into the membership type of model, like what are some of the things you would recommend as a place to start and maybe some tips and, uh, tricks and things to watch out for in, in getting a successful, uh, membership site going? I think one of the first things you want to do is when you have an idea, and I learned this from James Schramko, uh, test the smallest version, the smallest viable mm. version of that course and, and sell it for a low dollar amount and just see if, if you have an offer that will convert. Is it something people will buy? And if people start buying it, then you can start to build the, the bigger version of it. Gotcha. Okay. But for you, like when you were talking about, like you in particular, like what the next thing you're going to do, if, if for $20, $30 a month, I could sign on anywhere from the world and, and study drums with, with the drummer from face to face that, you know, and, and it's, you just walk me through everything. It's like, I go video one, video two, video three, that would be something that I think a lot of drummers would want at least 10 or 15 of them at least <laughs> oh man um this is also i have been in my mind i have started like 10 different times to make my drum tuning course because i'm actually much better at making drums sound good than i am at playing them and uh you know i've always said a lesson from many drummers is you're a great player, but you don't know how to make your instrument sound really good on stage. And that's why other people come off sounding like a more professional drummer than you. It's really that a lot of it has to do with the sound and how to, how to, you know, make the instrument sound the right way. And I, I'm like, okay, now, now more than ever, I've got to get my drum tuning course built. You know, it's like, sometimes it takes something crazy and a fear and, and, you know, just desperation almost like you were saying to, uh, to, to force you to get some of these things going. So I, I think, you know, we, we probably are all <clears throat> going through some different stages of, you know, mentally right now. And um, from depression to severe anxiety to just, you know, sadness. And, you know, the, it, it's difficult to think about, you know, how long it takes you to build a music school up to a certain level. And just, you know, to be dropping students just so quickly, it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I remember what it was like after 2008 and how long I scratched and clawed to get it to where it is today, you know? And, and, and I'm not afraid to say it for everyone to hear it, that I've gone back and forth over the last few days of, I don't know how badly I'm willing to do that. And I, and I think that's probably a common feeling from a lot of people is, you know, what am I willing to do 
to try to save this thing. And what has helped me, and and I'm kind of realizing that, yeah, it's part of it is a mental survival mode for me, but for what really makes me get through something like this is I have to get excited about what I'm going to do. And, and today I got excited because we were able to sit there on paper and go, okay, there, there, there might be an opportunity here. It's not going to be easy for a year, but if we can get this thing going, this might end up being way better than what we have right now at the school. And, and I, I guess I would just encourage everybody to really, you only have a couple choices, right? I mean, you got to either make some changes and make this thing better for you in some way, or you got to curl up in a ball and die, you know, and I'm just not willing to do that. So I think it's really important. And that's, you know, the last two guests I've had on the show, you and Jacques, right? Jacques uh, did piano in 21 days.com and both people that have on big online businesses and membership sites. And, uh, you know, there's an opportunity out there, people. You got to figure out. Absolutely. You know, and you're, you're proof, you know, you've been doing it for years and it works and you've made it and you've made it work, you know? So I, I think if people get motivated and think about creativity, you know, creatively, how can I make my business different? Um, ha have you guys at your school, are you feeling like your physical school that coming out of this you know, you might make, uh, you know, 20, 30% of the lessons moving forward might stay online. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and the reaction, there, there was the initial resistance sure. and parents not wanting to set it up. And I don't know about this. <laughs> and the, the response has been, just been so great. My, my coaches here have just done an amazing job. They, they pivoted so quickly. They're really enjoying it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you don't have to clean up the bathroom as much. <laughs> totally. I mean, <laughs> I took our popcorn machine home with me because I didn't want, you know, I, I've been like making popcorn for myself at night while I'm watching Netflix, but shooting little videos of the popcorn machine and posting it on social media, you know, just letting the students know, hey, the popcorn machine is getting put to good use. Don't worry, I'll bring it back. And um, yeah, we've been thinking of all these kind of unique things that, how do we take <clears throat> the things that are so great about our physical school, you know, and how do you still offer a lot of that? And, and the more, when you start getting creative, you, 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 there's a lot of things you can do. I can't figure out quite how to get them a bag of popcorn yet online, but, um, you know, th there's, there's elements of that. Like I, I might seriously even figure that out. How do my online students get a once a month, delivery of popcorn, you know, or just something crazy that makes them feel connected to your school. Um, because now more than, more than ever, it's going to be community. You got to build the community of people that feel that what, what you offer is really important. And uh, I've gotten some great emails from families, you know, talking about how we have been a really important part of their kid's life and they don't want to see that change. And that, that makes you feel motivated to keep pushing it, you know? And I'm sure you guys are, are hearing those same kind of things from your customers. And, uh, man, we, we need that kind of stuff when, it, when, it's, when it's like this. Absolutely. Like, my wife is rounding people up to deliver. We usually do birthday baskets for students mm. to deliver birthday baskets so that they still get that oh, um, cool. during this time. I mean, I'm thinking for you, if you just bought a... a big old case of microwave popcorn on Amazon <laughs> and then just had somebody send out just one little bag of microwave popcorn with a little card saying, thinking of right, you. Totally. The, you know, that because people love lumpy mail. They get something in the mail. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Music Factory just sent me popcorn. Right. And and you you just rekindle those really good feelings. Right. You know, you, you've just got to keep that positive emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited about some potentials. I mean, you know, I'm still worried about getting, being able to hold on through the tough times to get to that side, of course, but you know, we're going to do what we got to do, but it's also, you know, it's an exciting <clears throat> opportunity to 
you know, I think a lot of us, when we open the physical school, we make a lot of the same mistakes. Um, and this is an opportunity to maybe correct some of those mistakes, you know, and, and set up your model in a much more profitable and sustainable way. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, earlier in the conversation, you, you touched about, upon brand and creating your brand. Um, tell us about the books you've written. Oh, well, my my first book is called uh, Teaching Contemporary Singing. I have a copy right in front of me here. Oh, well, thank you very yeah, much. I bought um, I bought 12 copies of your book. I gave them to all my teachers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, then I, I owe you I owe you coffee <laughs> that, virtually. Yes, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> and then my newest book uh, came out at the end of last year is called Voice Teacher Influencer. And I wrote that obviously geared towards voice teachers because that's my audience, but it, it could work for anybody. You just put guitar teacher influencer. And um, it's, it's just about um, building your brand, uh, how to market yourself, um, creating product. product. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Ju just like what you're doing. I think well, I mean, with your podcast. Sure. And I think with what people are thinking about right now, I think that that type of book would be a really good resource for people. So, um, me, you know, I'm not <clears throat> a, a vocalist, really, although I do seek some background vocals in the band occasionally. And uh, I've been enjoying the contemporary singing just because it's really helped me to learn um, some terminologies and some skills so that when I'm speaking to another voice instructor or to a parent, I just have a little bit better knowledge of some of these things. So I think from that standpoint, you know, the original, the contemporary singing book is great for anybody to read. If you're a music school owner, you should read that book just to, you know, build your knowledge. But the influencer book, I, I think, is so down the road of what we're talking about right now, which is you're going to have to build a brand that reaches outside of your neck of the woods you know to make on, make an online business work um i mean it's exciting you have the entire world as your potential audience um so that brand and that influence that you're talking about i think is something people should definitely um head over to can we get that one on amazon All yeah right. they're both available on amazon so, for for kindle and uh print i'll uh, i'll make sure to put a link in there for uh for everybody um John, if people want to check out your websites, um, your membership program for the voice teachers, um, you know, because that was something when I first discovered it, something that I'm really into at my school is the continued education. You know, it's why I bought your book and gave it to all the teachers. And, you know, I, I get it. Every musician and guitar player, you know, sometimes they're not that open to hearing from other people. but part of our, one of our values is that continually learning, continually expanding what you know to be better and better and better. And I gave that book to all the teachers just from the standpoint of like, listen, read this book. If you pick up one nugget that you can use in your lessons to be more effective or communicate better or to understand something even for yourself better that maybe you understand when you're doing it, but you struggle to explain that to somebody, I think is a really common occurrence. Um, you know, that just makes you better. And I've really thought about putting a lot of my teachers through your, your program just to, you know, you can never stop learning. You know, you got to get better all the time. I think that's a really, you know, important for, for so many of us. So um, where should people go if they would like to check out those classes? Yeah, you could just go to johnhenny.com, J-O-H-N-H-E-N-N-Y. And uh, up on the upper tab, if you're interested in the teacher training, there's a tab that says teacher training. And that's my Contemporary Voice Teacher Academy. Great. Um, have you thought about um, doing any type of course to teach others in the music industry how to do membership courses or anything like that? Is that in the uh, potential future here? That is. I, I do... Um, touch that a little bit in my teacher training. Okay. Uh, just, just to, to help people. 
but I'm, I'm also looking at that as well. So I kind of have the, the, the branches of what I do. I obviously teach lessons and work with singers. Then I train teachers and then I also will help uh, people in their business along with my wife. Awesome. That's great to hear. I, I forgot I was going to ask you. <laughs> Maybe I'll, uh, this is future Danny here. Maybe I'm going to cut this question and put it earlier in the interview. How did you, uh, how did you end up on the Tramco podcast? Super fast business. Oh, so I uh, joined the Superfast Business community and started working with James, having James coach me. And I got um, some results from him really quickly. Like he, he gave me some, some insight. I implemented it. And I just said, hey, James, you just made me a whole lot of money. <laughs> and he said, that's great. Do you want to come on the podcast and talk about it? <laughs> I went, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's just one of these things like I, I can, you know, I talk about it all the time on the show here, but it's something that I just love so much about the podcast world because I make all these connections that I just never would make, you know? And absolutely, it's so nice. You know, I, I heard you on Jim, you know, I've been listening, like I said, listening to Shramco for like 10 years. He used to do... I discovered him because of another Australian podcast, uh, Small Business Big Marketing, um, and with the, with Timbo Reed and Timbo and James kind of did a co podcast together for a long time that I really enjoyed, and you know that's kind of how I I discovered him and it's just you make those connections and I hear you on this show and I'm like I think I emailed you the next day you got right back to me and it's like boom there you go now you've got this other connection in your field and in your world and you know chances are if it wasn't for that you and i probably would never meet or connect on the phone or anything you know and it's just one of the really cool things about the online world and the community of podcasting and just for as much as i hate social media in certain ways this is the part of it that i love you know um I have met tons of people through social media that I never would have met or became friends with, you know? And uh, I think that's, a, I, I think it's important to kind of keep that in mind when we're like bashing on it all the time that kids can't do anything because they're always on social media. There, there is a very positive side to this virtual world as well. There is, if, if you use it correctly. Sure. And um, yeah, that's interesting because when you emailed me the next day uh, after the podcast, I went, Oh, hey, I know this guy. That's Danny Thompson. I was, I was aware of you. I was, all, I was kind of like, uh, I was bragging to people. I was like, dude, I, I've heard this really high-end voice guy on, on this other podcast, and he knew about my show. I was all excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, dude, it's so it, funny. It is funny, we, you know, because when we podcast, because I, I also do a podcast. Right, that's right. And... You're sitting in a room by yourself or you're chatting with someone over a phone line and then you just put it out and you, you don't realize that there are thousands of people listening to it. And when they get back to you, it's like, oh, yeah, there are people listening. Yeah. It's so weird. I, um, <laughs> you know, like, where was I? I think it was in Dallas or something on tour in my band. And a guy comes up and he's like, Danny. You know, and, and this is at one of our shows. So everybody knows, you know, I, I, nobody really knows us, or not me anyway. People come up to Trevor, our singer out in public, because, you know, he's the singer, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm right. the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And, uh, you know, so it's rare. Like, I get uh, occasionally, in the weirdest of all places, some, like, I was coming out of a grocery store in Hanalei, Hawaii. So, you know, tiny little area. And somebody's like, Danny, you're the drummer in the band. Yeah, you know. I'm like, oh, that, that was weird. That never happens, you know, and it happened there. But a guy comes up to me, he's like, Danny. And I'm like, eh, you know, he's a fan of the band. He's like, totally love your podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, it was so funny to, to have the recognition in, in that, you know, in that arena for the podcast. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing world. So, well, John, thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best. I know, um, like, you know, we talked about where everyone is going to go through some challenges right now, but 
if we get creative and we just keep working on it, I, I, I do believe that some people are going to come out the other side. A lot of people are going to come out the other side in a better position. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to be me. Um, we're going to do it, but I'm going to try everything I can to make that happen. And, um, you know, I'm sure you will as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going on a year from now. We'll have to get back to yeah, man. do another podcast episode. We're business owners. We're like cockroaches. You can't kill <laughs> it's pretty us. Pretty difficult to kill us. All right, John, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you.